the Royal Rumble. The prize, a world championship opportunity at WrestleMania. The challenge, outlasting 29 other superstars, eliminating your opponents by tossing them over the top rope so that both feet hit the floor. And success is all about the numbers. Three brands collide in two Royal Rumble matches on one historic night. To another bonus episode. So if you tune in for Half K NXT, I'm very sorry. <laughs> but this is another bonus episode, and this is your boy, the Nandalorian. <laughs> Ooh, and Larry LeRae. Ooh. <laughs> Wait, does that mean you're also married to Johnny Gargano? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's 2020, baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I bet. I bet. I bet you got a wink from Johnny over the uh, the weekend. <laughs> yes, telling you, man. He saw me. Yeah, I was there. He, he bought my ticket. Yes, <laughs> I I do not doubt it. Hey, man, shout out to my husband Johnny Gargano <laughs> and uh, our wife Candice LeRae. Johnny Equality. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he is all about. Hey, Johnny, love them all, man. We love Johnny. Johnny Wrestling. Johnny Equality. Johnny Takeover. Johnny Champion. Johnny. Johnny. <laughs> cool. So if you are tuning in, definitely this is another bonus episode before yeah, we kick off our season three premiere. But yeah, we kind of wanted to uh, give you a little bit of our experience since we had the pleasure of going down to Houston this past weekend. Yes. Yeah, buddy. Wait, yeah, it was this weekend. Right? Yeah, <laughs> this past weekend. <laughs> so yeah, we got to go check out Worlds Collide and the Royal Rumble. We also have a part one where we kind of go more into depth with Worlds Collide. We're definitely not going to go as much in depth with the Royal Rumble as you had mentioned before that we are more of a NXT focused podcast. So we figure we kind of give more of a detailed recap with Worlds Collide. But yeah, I think this one, if uh, if you want to listen more to the wrestling part of it, I would say probably tune in to the second half of this episode because the first half will kind of be more of a... Uh, you know, just freestyle about how our experience went down there in Houston, you know? Definitely. You know, it was, uh, it's really cool to kind of like travel out of your home to go see something that you really enjoy like, like, like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, if you're listening and you also traveled to like the Royal Rumble, you kind of relate to this. It's really cool to, I mean, I guess just being a wrestling fan in general, it's really cool to just be around other people who like wrestling. Yeah. You're not necessarily going for a team, so there's no animosity amongst the fans. You're all there to just watch the show and have a good time. So I really, I really enjoy just just going to different shows in different areas, especially. So it's it's really cool. Yeah, definitely. Because even when we went to go see the different uh, WrestleManias in New Orleans, it was uh, it's really awesome because of that. Granted the scale of it was much bigger because it is WrestleMania, but even, even then just randomly bumping into wrestling fans on the streets and in on, uh, on bourbon street, especially just 
the dynamic where granted I'm not much of a sports fan to kind of relate it to football and basketball, but for us, our whole lives, just the uh, community of wrestling fans has always been very respectful and just like really just there to have a good time. You know, it's different. Yeah. Like uh, when you go to sports and and you're not for the home team, Mm -hmm. you almost have to try to find that solidarity in the other fans yeah, of like the opposite team. Cause there's just instant animosity. If you're not rooting for the same team as the people who are there. So for example, say like if we were warrior fans and we went to Houston to watch a Rockets game, Mm -hmm. it, it might be pretty fun to just like, you know, say that you travel for the game, but you're going to be sitting in hostile territories the whole time. Right, 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 right. Versus like, you know, going out to Houston for a wrestling show. And then it's really cool because like a lot of the people there don't really like watch wrestling and stuff. Yeah. So it's like the people who work at these places are like, wow, man, I can't believe people come all this way for wrestling. So right, right. like, yeah, man, of course we came all this way for wrestling. We love this. Yeah. No, that totally sums it up. And kind of what you had mentioned between sports, really, you're only cheering for one team or the other. Mm-hmm. Or wrestling, it's kind of like you're accepting the whole range of uh, of the roster, you know? Yeah, so, you're there for the show. Mm-hmm. And I can't really think of any other experiences that do that where you're there for the overall show for so many individuals and, and tag teams. You know what I mean? No, because it's not like that in MMA. Because, like, mm-hmm. you know, even in MMA, like, you still... Like if you're there for the prelims, ain't nobody in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, nobody. <laughs> it's mostly is there. just like family who are in the oh, area. Definitely, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the family that traveled for like that particular fighter, and then once the main card starts, people are still trickling in there. But for combat sports, people are only really there for the main event, mm-hmm. which in my mind is absolutely absurd. So say like if you took that same concept and put it to wrestling, it's like, yeah, man, I'm only going to go for the main event. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, first of all, you don't even know if the main event's going to be the main event. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's actually a really good point. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, hey, that's absurd. Like, I'd be damned if I went to, yeah. <laughs> if I went to a wrestling show. I was like, yeah, man, I'm just waiting for, you know, uh, Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really never put it in that perspective. It was, I, I've definitely been to a couple of, uh, what's the, not not Bellator, Strike Force. Yeah, yeah. I've been to a couple of Strike Force events where, yeah, my buddies and I have only gone there for like the main event and, I never thought about it in that perspective with wrestling because, yeah, I just know everyone from top to bottom. You know? Yeah, you're like, ooh, I can't wait to see all of these fools just, like, do their thing. And, you know, everybody do their thing and come out, like, safe. Yeah. I feel like with wrestling, the the tie there is that you really want everything to go well and everybody to come out safely. Like, there's, it seems like it's just, like, more of an, I don't want to say appreciation, but you're almost more passionate for the performance of the athletes on both sides yeah versus like when you're going for your favorite team and something you're like okay i hope my team goes in there and does very well yeah i can give you know like two shakes of a lamb's ass about <laughs> like uh the opposite team i'm like you know what i wish they do bad but come out alive yeah yeah, but yeah. just not win versus like you watch wrestling it's like ooh, just do good yeah 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 no that makes perfect sense yeah so going back to the the fans, like, granted, we didn't see too many during the airport or on the streets the first few days, just because, like I said, the Royal Rumble isn't at the same scale mm-hmm. as a as a WrestleMania. It's pretty low key, mm-hmm. yeah, it was pretty low key. And just uh, when we got there, we kind of you know checked into our 
Airbnb, which I thought was a pretty cool spot too, because it uh it had three floors and everything, and it was just very spacious. I think yeah, it was, it was yeah. a lot of space for four people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we got to go visit our our good friend Mark, which uh you know he lives out in Spring, Texas, but mm-hmm. he's a couple of uh, miles down the road from Houston, so kind of came over and hanged out with us for the weekend and yep, yep. took him out to a couple of wrestling shows and kind of how we mentioned on the previous episode with worlds collide that we took him into uh two different worlds i would say because we brought him into worlds collide and then we brought him to the royal rumble and kind of how we mentioned he uh grew up with us as a wrestling fan during the attitude era but uh you know hasn't really been following the product as closely as we've been following it throughout the years but he still understands the fundamentals of what like a, a wrestling match is and what a show is. And oh, everything. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, kind of what we talked about in the last episode is that it was really good getting his perspective on what he enjoyed going totally. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Totally blank or totally. Hmm, like to, clean slate. Yeah. Clean slate going into Worlds Collide because undoubtedly that's more of a niche show definitely so definitely yeah he i wouldn't expect him to know any of the roster members from nxt and nxt uk mm-hmm. but yeah he, he definitely still knew a couple of people from uh the royal rumble with lesnar and uh ray mysterio and, and those guys so lesnar probably mysterio orton mm-hmm. yeah 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 he knew who orton was. okay yeah, yeah orton yeah. um the big one, the big return. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the yeah, probably the the one of the biggest crowd pops that I'd ever been in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll definitely cover that a little bit later. But I will say that is probably one of the craziest experiences I've ever felt. So yeah, for sure. Uh, what else? Did I, I'm I'm literally going through my photo album to see if we missed out on anything oh so yeah he actually took us into um some of the cool because we had uh the airbnb pretty close to uh downtown not, yeah not i mean it was like slightly outside downtown mm-hmm. so like two miles outside yeah, of downtown yeah, yeah. yeah but uh he regularly our friend mark regularly works around the area so he kind of showed us around some really cool artwork that they had in houston overall they have like a art dedicated like street so there's a lot of murals and everything i I think we were in the art district oh yeah that's right something like that yeah yeah yeah. so yeah there was a lot of really cool murals and uh coffee shops with a lot of great artwork from Mm -hmm. from the area so i really really appreciated that when um yeah on saturday before we went to worlds collide jamie had done her research and really wanted to go to this uh puerto rican spot that yeah i guess they were uh they were like they were like the only authentic Puerto Rican food truck. Mm-hmm. And then they just got a spot in um, one of the malls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, shout out to this mall because it looked closed. Yeah. Everything about it <laughs> looked closed. We go inside and it still looks closed. But yeah. then we go to the food court and everything looks closed except this little Puerto Rican place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice little family people worked over there. Oh, yeah. Like real cool. Like food was real good and everything, man. The service was real. Like they were like oh, real yeah. hyped. For us to, you know, because we told him that we had came from California to eat this food, which is not a lie because we did. Yeah. But we're mainly there to go watch <laughs> wrestling. But for all they knew, we were there to eat their food. So it was really nice of them to, like, kind of 
like preface everything and tell us what was you know what we should order and like what are the go-tos and all that good stuff so it, it, was, it was a nice experience yeah i think i might even do like a um a separate blog for this episode and just throw up a link of like all the different uh mm. spots and photos that we took throughout the event so if i have the time i'll, I'll put that up there as well just to kind of give you some visuals and references in, in case if you're ever in the area and and do you want to try them out? But yeah, I, I really enjoyed the uh, the food overall as well. So it was uh, it was a good choice and definitely giving them a shout out on the description below. <laughs> it was uh, it was called. Hold on. I think I took a photo of it. Ah, it was called uh, Senior Juan Puerto Rican food. Ah, nice. Yeah. So Senior Juan Juan. But yeah, I'll, I'll put a, um, a link below as well. So. If you are in the area and want to check them out or just drive up there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, man, wherever you're from, just go drive to Houston, Texas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, later that night, of course, it was uh, Worlds Collide. And, of course, I'm not going to go into too much detail because we, we already got an episode yeah. for that. <laughs> so I would recommend if uh, you're listening to this first to give that a listen. But, yeah, I always kind of uh, I always go for the merch table first because First of all, I want to know if they're selling anything that I can't get on WWE shop later. Nice. And yeah, I checked it afterwards. Uh, I believe Jamie got a shirt of the World Collide one. I think she said she got one. I can't remember. I think she did. Maybe. Maybe. I don't remember. <laughs> but uh, it seems like if she did, she got an exclusive because I did check WWE shop and it doesn't seem like they're selling it. So, nice. Okay. So it seems like it was a very exclusive event only shirt. Which uh, it was pretty cool. I just, you know, I already have a big collection of shirts, so <laughs> I ain't got enough of those. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I always take a photo of it just to see if there's anything there. But I think I ended up just getting a program since I had not collected a NXT program in a very long time. So nice, okay. Yeah. But yeah, overall, I think it was a really good show, and kind of what we said, the perspective of our friend Mark just going into it uh clean slate he had a really good time and he really enjoyed the uh mustache mountain versus diy match the most so yeah, it buddy is granted it was a really good match but it's also pretty cool knowing that he uh picked that match out of all the other matches that happened that night mm -hmm. cool so afterwards then we did go to this really cool video game bar slash comic it was like a yeah dude it was like a um like a bar it's a bar yeah like first things first it was a bar <laughs> but they had like a bunch of video games in there not even like a bunch of arcade games it was mostly like consoles and yeah. tvs yeah yeah and then they had like comic books everywhere um like that you could grab and read and they had like a wall like some walls that had comic books all over it and whatnot and then they had this dude outside making food oh yeah hot dogs and mexican food it was really good, actually. Like it was random because it was just, like this old white dude, and then <laughs> he was he made what? What we get? Like some uh, we got quesadillas, quesadilla, yeah, and some French fries, yeah. And they were like loaded French fries or like natural French fries or something like that. And they was like real good, yeah. Um, you know they had like good good beers on tap at the place. Mm -hmm. Like the lines to get beer wasn't like terrible oh, yeah. or nothing like that. You damn near just walk up there and 
just order whatever you wanted. The bartenders were like mad friendly and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It was it was a cool little spot, and they had a room and they was playing ping pong. And like I'm not a ping pong player, I actually hate ping pong, but <laughs> you know it, it was cool. And they had like uh some of those uh what I think they were just like modded computers that had a whole bunch yeah, of games yeah, yeah. on them, but they were in arcade form. Yeah, and you could just we were in there playing Doom Troopers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, a hard ass game. <laughs> and, uh, but no, nah, I mean it was it was it was a really good experience going to that bar. It was nice. Uh, it seems. No, not it seems, but it seemed like it was very SF in the oh, sense yeah. that it was super niche. But the difference between that and like an SF bar is that you could walk around. Yeah. And you you weren't like elbow to elbow. That's people true. like there was a couch in there that we pretty much <laughs> occupied the whole night. Yeah. And nobody asked no questions. And Jamie was very fearful because we are so used to the Bay Area scene where she thought you had to reserve the the mm-hmm. couch because Ah, yes, reservations for everything in the Bay Area. Yeah. But yeah, that wasn't the case there. And we pretty much owned that couch. And kind of going back to what you brought up with the uh, the wrestling community is that this time there were a couple of more wrestling fans there. Granted, not too many, but mm-hmm. there was enough there after Worlds Collide that, again, going back to the same thing, that everyone was super friendly. And at the end, when we were waiting for our lift, like this one guy had seen the uh, NXT shirt that I was wearing. And he was complimenting it. And then, yeah, he just started going into uh, ROH conversation. And then I, you know, since I don't follow it that much, I just kind of gave my two cents of what I knew. But then he was asking me who my favorite from NXT was and if I just came from Worlds Collide. And yeah, so again, people are just super open. Like once they know that you're in that community, that they uh, they really are just super friendly. You know, because if you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I uh, yeah, I've. I really had a good time there. And then, yeah, I think we just went back and kind of caught some of Worlds Collide before we passed out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just because it was, uh, we kind of stayed out pretty late. And then we wanted to, uh, you know, get some some food and rest before the Royal Rumble the day after. Yeah. And then, so like the, what was it, the Toyota Center? Mm-hmm. Toyota Center was really nice. It like, was, yeah. It was like, it looked really nice from the outside. I guess like for me, it's like, since the the Oracle is like up all those stairs, it's yeah, it's pretty cool to just walk straight inside of an arena. It's yeah. like, oh wow, no stairs or nothing to get up here. You just walk straight into it. Mm-hmm. So that was dope. Um, I enjoyed that a lot. Uh the inside of the stadium or not the arena was it was just like it was it was it was average, but the outside was really pretty. Oh, okay. Like they had um they had a basketball court outside of there. People were out there oh, playing. Yeah, so right. that was really cool. Like I imagine that maybe some of the Rockets players, when they're on their way in, they stop over there and play with the kids or whatnot. I would hope. But um yeah. and then uh with the next day, what was what was that? Minute made Minute Maid Park is like it's really nice. Yeah. And it's very baseball-y like it feels like a baseball stadium but yeah it's kind of like the ones that we have around here but it just seemed like it was bigger mm-hmm. it was really big nice nice stadium um the the set was pretty cool like kind of the way that they came out from out of nowhere for the, the Royal rumbles and whatnot the dugout area. yeah yeah like the little dugout area that was dope um the we were we got there before they started letting people in, or as right. they were letting people in, we get in there, get some food. Food was all right. It was it was really good. I liked it. I mean, we got pretty much kind of the same stuff, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we had like some loaded French fries and a loaded potato. Yeah, <laughs> and that was pretty cool. The we missed the pre show because we were walking around getting food, but like that's what the pre show is for. Yeah, no offense to Seamus and Shorty G and Andrade and Alberto Carrillo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
I still haven't had a real chance to watch the pre-show yet, but I, I definitely want to watch it just to, you know, get the whole experience, you know? Uh, yeah, I think going back before that, when we were originally looking for our seats before we went to go get food, we had seen the uh, the pre-show broadcast team. Or oh, yeah, the, that was great. Yeah, so what I, I maybe I will post that blog later because I took this photo of the coach sitting next to Christian <laughs> and... Uh, they had a bunch of waters, but there was this one specific water bottle that was all red. And you know what your boy probably had in there, right? Well, he's in there sipping that scissor. <laughs> of course. We was in Houston. He was getting chopped and screwed up, baby. <laughs> Come on, man. Messing with the coach. You know, he bout it, bout it. Yeah. So this is definitely one, probably one of those photos that doesn't make the loop around unless you're live at an event. So I'll, uh, I'll definitely post it and definitely put it on like our Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. So you, you can see what the coach's drinking preferences for sure. Yeah, <laughs> sir. <laughs> during, uh, yeah, later on during the show too, Mark and I walked around to go get ice cream uh, during the middle of the show. And it was re- pretty cool because we had walked by, because I didn't see it the first time, where the uh, international commentary team were doing their thing. And yeah, there was like no security around him. I probably could have got creepily close to him, but I, <laughs> I wanted to give him the space and not distract him. But yeah, they you had the whole commentary team there and Mark didn't know that was a thing either, which I think that was the extra. Oh, cool. yeah. For them to have like 27 different yeah. like, <laughs> countries represented in yeah. commentary. Yeah. So he asked me and I was like, oh, how many are there? And I was like, well, yeah, they have uh, they have Hindi. They have French. They have uh, Mandarin and Chinese and Russian. Yeah, Russian. So yeah, Funaki. They, yeah, Funaki in Japanese. Yeah. Oh yeah, I pointed at Funaki. It was like, oh yeah, that is him. So he, he got really excited. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I'll post that photo as well, just because yeah, I, I don't really see people post stuff like that. They it's usually just like candid shots of mm-hmm. the ring. So I'll put post more of this uh, production backstage stuff. It's as usually well. like what people I see it on Reddit all the time. People just post their view of mm-hmm. where they were at. Yeah. So it's like, man, that's cool, but what else did you see? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I definitely wanted to take more photos of the uh, overall experience. But yeah, I I think the uh, like how you had mentioned that the whole area was primarily a a ballpark, and it definitely felt like one because even when we were waiting in line for uh, the merchandise, just uh, looking around, we were like, wow, this definitely feels like it's, a ballpark. It just yeah. seems like a baseball stadium. I can't. I don't know how to describe it, but people, if you've been to a baseball stadium, you know what I'm talking about. When you get in there and then it just you look around and you feel underground, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're like, I don't know. It just, there's, there's just a certain feel that baseball stadiums have as opposed to like a basketball arena and a football stadium that just. is just different. Yeah. And even the what was it? The, the tiles that they have, we had brought up like. Is that something that the stadium gives whoever is running oh, out yeah, the way? Like those little like floor things that they put out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they had those on the floor to cover up the uh the baseball dirt. Yeah. Which was funny. Yeah. Because <laughs> I thought that, you know, after the season, maybe they take it away. Yeah. But I guess not. Yeah, no. Because yeah, there were definitely parts near the stairs that we took to go up uh to get in and out of the arena that uh they didn't cover that area. So you still saw the baseball dirt there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was kind of interesting like we were saying if if the wwe actually owned us then i would think it's someone's job to make sure that they bring it and not screw that up because bring them and clean them yeah yeah yeah. 
but yeah, it was, it was pretty cool overall. And I think, yeah, since last year's rumble is where the Royal rumble itself finally started doing like these big stadium shows mm-hmm. because previously it's just been WrestleMania and the, uh, Saudi Arabia shows that have been doing like these large stadium Coliseum shows. Mm-hmm. So I think this is the first time that, uh, the Royal or not the first time, but only the second time that the Royal rumble has done this type of show. And I think it, I think it works and they can definitely pull it off, you know? It's pretty cool. Like I think I think that that might be their thing moving forward. Like you do a you do a baseball stadium for Royal Rumble and then you do a football stadium for uh like Mania. Yeah. Cuz that's like, you know, that's when you have like the most it's you know what was extra crazy that like the um I think the attendance was like 42,000 mm-hmm. yeah. which is like it's a lot of people. That's like half as many people as they get for WrestleMania's. Mm-hmm. And like I just, it when you were when we were there, it just seemed like there were a lot more people than that. It is crazy because yeah, we went to uh, the Mercedes Benz Dome. Is that what it's called? Uh, the Mercedes Superdome. Superdome, yeah, I think, or maybe that's the one in Atlanta. <laughs> uh, either way, it's by Mercedes Benz. I know that yeah. part for sure. But yeah, we went there for the two WrestleManias that they've been there so far, and. Don't get me wrong. That is a huge area in itself. Yeah. yeah. It's a huge area in itself, but I agree where I think just the layout of the minute made one just felt just as big, if not bigger. Yeah. I think it it might just be wider since, uh, you know, to, for like home runs and stuff. Mm -hmm. Cause like they have to have that distance. So when they hit it, it goes hella far. Yeah. So it seemed like it was, a. like bigger than it really was because there was a lot of unused space too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like sure. a lot of space to just kind of like walk around on the floor and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, and I guess just to bring that back up, so we were fortunate enough to actually be on uh, the floor, the floor seating, and it felt kind of like a different, uh, different tier where they also had individual like porter potties and like mm. merch table, and you know they also just had like. Uh, what's it called? Food and and uh, drinks and everything. Yeah, like so you wouldn't have to like go all the way back because mm-hmm. to get to the floor, I mean, like most places, you have to like go down some stairs or whatnot. Yeah, but like this one was like way down some stairs. Like the difference between like the floor seating. You know what it was? I I think for baseball, that whole floor area is not used for fans. Mm-hmm. So. It was very makeshift, so that's why they had to have like you know the stuff that they did down there because normally everybody sits far away, so you know you don't want to get like hit with a baseball or like yeah, a piece yeah. of a bat or something like that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So okay, yeah, that that's what it was. Now that we're just kind of like talking it out, the that that floor area is super makeshift because like with football, you can still have people kind of kind of low as you know as low as you can go, but it was uh it was spread out it's just really spread out and most of the seats are like far away. So that's why they have less attendance. Yeah. But it's still like, they've still packed a lot of people in there. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think with the, with the side where you had the big screen, they didn't have anyone sitting there because it was just like right underneath it. So it kind of made sense that they weren't selling tickets for those seats because Mm -hmm. if you were there, you would like be cranking your neck, just trying to look up. To, oh to, yeah, to, to try to see the screen or yeah, follow yeah. anything. Yeah, so I think they did the right call where all those seats were pretty much just vacant uh, spots there. Uh, but yeah, overall, I really like the layout. I'll probably post more photos of 
just the overall wide view of like from end to end. And yeah, I, I think for uh, for the layout of it and like the concept of the Royal Rumble, I think it it fits fits the style, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. No, I, I enjoyed the the atmosphere, the layout mm-hmm. and like the presentation that they gave. Yeah, I, it was really nice. Yeah. Nice event. Yeah. Nice stadium. Nice. Nice. Yes. <laughs> overall. Nice. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I'll also do a uh, a timestamp as well if you wanted to just kind of uh, listen to the wrestling part of it. Uh, so at this point, we'll actually get into the pay-per-view itself. Yeah, we start off the Royal Rumble. And as we mentioned, it's at the um, Minute Maid Stadium in Houston, Texas. And the uh, first matchup was the Falls Count Anywhere match. And they literally stressed this that any pinfall can happen throughout the whole ballpark. So they definitely made the most out of it, which uh, it was between Roman Reigns and King Corbin. And I think they didn't waste any time where I think first three minutes they were already out in the field, you know? Oh, yeah. They were they were going all over the stadium and they were everywhere. They walked in front of us a couple of times. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fighting, whatnot. The camera crews everywhere. People were running, following them from their seats to where they were going. Yeah. It was actually, it was actually quite nuts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was this... Uh, the people next to us, they were literally just following them the whole time mm-hmm. where I don't think they sat down once during that whole match because they were just like following from end to end, you know? <laughs> and yeah, they did that spot with the Porter potties where, uh, Reigns had, uh, flipped it over while Corbin was inside. Mm-hmm. And then I think Mark said that he went there after the match and they had already just like set it back up and everything. Pros, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it would it would have been a pretty cool shot to take next to like the fallen footer party, I guess, <laughs> if people got that shot. Somebody got it. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. somebody got it. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, for what it was, it was like how you mentioned. It's one of those things where when you watch a match like that live, it's more intended for you versus being at home. Granted, at home you can actually see what's going on, but you don't really get the same atmosphere because uh, you hear the live reactions and you see people run from one. Oh, actually the best part about that match now that as I'm saying it is when everyone was just chasing everything, half the seats were like left empty and the, uh, the, the staff, the what's it called? The, the concessions people. Yeah. The concession people literally just took people's seats and just were just like taking a break on them. And I thought it was pretty funny. And I'll, I'll post those photos. You got a great picture of that one dude sitting there. Yeah. He was just literally just like, chilling with his uh bag of like popcorns or whatever and just and shout out to concessions people man they work hella hard oh man i i don't even doubt it especially for events like this where it was like four to five hours just oh, imagine Jesus. yeah 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 because i'm pretty sure they're used to just doing like the ballparks where it's like three to four hours and this yeah, one yeah and then you know they, they get extra innings every now and then with baseball and then that's when oh, it's like, yeah, oh yeah, jesus yeah, yeah yeah that's very true <laughs> oh jesus uh yeah but Overall, I, I kind of, I think we kind of rewatched this match a little bit when we got back to the Airbnb, mm-hmm. and it, yeah, it definitely looked a lot better on TV for that aspect when you got to see the close-ups of uh, Team Bloodline versus Team uh, <laughs> or the Kings, the Kings Court. Yeah, yeah. They don't even call them that, but they should. They should. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was cool, especially the finish where they actually did the. Um, the spear spot on the ballpark area. Yeah, I don't even know where that was. Yeah, I think it was I think it was near the entrances because mm. yeah. So yeah, it was a good visual shot from like the the crane shot of just seeing 
like Reigns fully sprint across the yeah the dugout and just uh spearing him at the end so i thought he was gonna like tackle him they're both gonna go tumbling off oh yeah 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 <laughs> into god knows where but i'm i'm actually kind of happy they didn't <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i thought it was a it was a fun match and it was definitely the right opener to start the show because oh for sure later on we had uh both guys participating in in the main event at the royal rumble itself yeah so they they needed some time to like rest after they just really just kind of beat the crap out of yeah. each other all over the arena yeah. or uh, stadium. Yeah. Cool. So after that, then we got the uh, the third ever, I believe, yes, the third ever. You telling me, man, <laughs> like, I, I, no offense to, to anybody, but I smooth thought that this was the second one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is actually just the third uh, women's Royal Rumble in history where uh, the first winner was my girl Asuka. Nice. And then last year's winner was Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. And then we have this one here. And I like I think we had talked about off camera where we had said that this was a really well like obviously not just this match, but the overall pay-per-view was really well booked mm-hmm. where uh, we'll get into this match where we had Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair start off at number one and two. But I think, yeah, this was definitely a. I guess coming out party for Bel Air, where mm-hmm. obviously we've been following her, of course, on the main show on NXT. But a lot of people who didn't catch, because uh, even then, I I don't think she had that much of a spotlight on Survivor Series weekend. I think that no, was no, not really. That was like uh, that was like Ripley's weekend. Yeah, yeah, that was more of Ripley's uh, coming out party there. So this one felt more like finally they kind of give Bel Air the uh, the spotlight at this point. Yeah. So yeah, she had a really good uh she had a really good outing in the first half of this Royal Rumble where in total she got eight eliminations. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the number three entry was uh the returning Mighty Molly. <laughs> yeah, and that was really cool. She got a good pop mm-hmm. seeing her out there doing her thing. It's always like super scary when you <laughs> when you see people come back and you know they're not currently active it's like oh my god you're gonna be all right yeah 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 but no she went out there and rocked it mm-hmm. yeah she uh she had also come came back during the first women's royal rumble so i don't i don't believe she came back last year but it's good that she came back this year for mm-hmm. uh and plus yeah in the first one she was just molly holly and this one she was uh mighty molly so that's it's, right yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty cool <laughs> Uh, after that, then we had Nikki Cross and Lana, and then afterwards, then we had uh, the debuting Mercedes Martinez. Which, yeah, man, out there looking like Cyborg Santos. Mercedes Martinez just looked tough and oh, yeah. cool at the same time. We were just saying that where if we had a top ten of who would we want to just chill and have a beer with, Mercedes Martinez is definitely up there. Yeah, for know? sure. I want to kick it with her. Just listen to her talk about whatever she's exactly. talking hey, about. Yeah. She just seems really chill. And yeah, I've definitely seen her a few times at uh, APW at, during the garage days. And from what I saw, like, obviously, I wasn't working with them at the time. But just from uh, her demeanor there, she just seemed like a really chill person. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, after that, then we had Liv Morgan. And she actually got the uh, first elimination of the night taking out Lana. Oh, that's right. Because uh. they have their uh, their beef going on right now. Yeah. Yeah. Liv Morgan came in at number seven. She got. She got a new look. Mm-hmm. She uh, she has theme music. Yes, <laughs> she has her own theme music. Yeah, yeah. To be clear, <laughs> yeah, it's not that Riot Squad. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. You know. Um. I like Liv Morgan. I. It took me a while to because we were talking about this before. Where of course she seemed like she's kind of 
taking a little bit of previous gimmicks with initially her kind of looking more like Carmella. Yeah, she was like uh, Carmella mixed with um, Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She was stuck doing that for a little bit. And then she I, did she get hurt? She got hurt. Yeah. Yeah, she got hurt and she got repackaged. And then I, you know, it. It kind of sucks that she she's repackaged and she goes against like Lana in like her first kind of kind of like rivalry because no no yeah. offense to Lana Lana is not necessarily known for her in ring work yeah so it's almost doing Morgan a disservice because she's not really getting to learn in the ring some and she's almost a little bit hindered because like between the two of them you don't really get. A, a solid leader in the match. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's kind of like, all right, we're gonna go out there and do what they told us do and see if it works. So, like, I'm I'm really interested to see where Morgan goes after this line of thing blows over. Yeah, I am too. I think hopefully she does get put in a program with yeah someone who's a little bit more experienced and really builds off of that. Ho- yeah. Hopefully, like Natty or something. You put know? her with Natty. Put her actually. You know what? Like, put her with Natty. Put her with Naomi. Mm-hmm. Put her with somebody. Put her in a tag team. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. With Natty. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> no. Uh, afterwards, then we get the, uh, we get Mandy Rose, Candice LeRae, Sonya Deville, and Kari Sane. And she then came in with the, she came in with that with that umbrella, right? Dude, I, I'm loving her gimmick right now because she's still paired up with Asuka. But it seems like since Oscar's getting kind of her uh, singles push, yeah, yeah, they're still the women's uh, tag team champions. But Kari is kind of doing her own thing where I really like this poking people with her umbrella gimmick because <laughs> it just seems so like kind of childlike, but like that annoying kid that's just like picking it's like on you. off-putting. It's like, what do you get? Uh, can't yeah, get close to you with that. Yeah, yeah, just like that. Uh, that smile, that like evil smile that she has, I think it's just really funny. And it's like she's just out there for mischief. Yeah, exactly. That's the word, mischief. Yeah, she's yeah. Out there causing trouble, but yeah. not even like major trouble. It's just like little mischief. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, man, it's so good. <laughs> Number twelve was our girl Mia Yim, and that was her very first Royal Rumble. And yeah, it was really cool just seeing her, especially from previous podcasts that you've talked about how you've originally met her uh, during. The indie scene. Yeah, King of Indies weekend was like really massive. There's so many people who came from that weekend that are now in in the Fed. And it's it's really cool to just see Mia Yim, who was like four feet away from me yeah. at King of Indies weekend, just like chilling after a match with uh of all people, um Athena or oh, uh, Ember yeah. Moon now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like she she tore it up. I think she beat her with a 450 that day too. Yeah, yeah. beat her with a 450, and she she was just sitting at like the merch table, just chilling with us. Yeah, and then you know just seeing where she is now is like really cool. I mean, I'm sure she don't probably remember that shit, but like I remember that like back in my head, like yeah, yeah. like it was the greatest thing in the world. But like just to see where she's going right now is like really cool to just think about where I seen her originally because mm-hmm. that was my first time seeing her too I was like who the hell is this yeah I think, her still, I think her name was like Jade still like yeah I think it's still Jade at that point so I, that was really dope like I'm really happy that you just kind of like see the progression that's like one of the other things about being a wrestling fan because you get to like you get to track people's careers yeah and like versus I mean it, you like don't get me wrong you get the same effect in major sports because you could follow somebody from like like my brother 
he's a big Marshawn Lynch fan. Oh. And he followed him from high school. Oh, wow. Like to the NFL. So he went like high school at Oakland Tech and then he went to um Cal. Mm-hmm. And then he got drafted in the NFL, like Buffalo Bills, then in like the um Seahawks and then the Raiders and the Seahawks again. Yeah. But it's like it, you get the same thing in wrestling, but like they just go through so many other like not everybody. Some could just be like fallen NFL players get drafted or yeah, like get yeah. picked up and scouted. But like for some of these wrestlers in the indie scene, you see them go everywhere and yeah. then they finally get like their big break and you're like, oh, dude, you finally made it. So you kind of you almost get to like live vicariously through them. Like, Ugh, I'm ha- so happy for you. Like, I love it. Yeah. So like I, it, it's a it's a real good feeling to see like me and him doing well. Yeah. And I'll definitely bring that up with some other entries on this list. But mm-hmm. definitely Mia is one of those people who it's it's amazing how far she's come and she still has a lot still to go with. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's really cool. Yeah. Cool. So afterwards, then we get our girl, Mrs. Batista, uh, Dana Brooke. Brooktista. <laughs> Brooktista. She's In just the house. She just roll with it. Oh, yep. Brooktista, man. And then back to back with our other girl, Tamina. Tamina Snooker, baby. Oh, and look who coming after that, man. And then our girl, our favorite little badass Kiwi, T- TK herself, Miss uh, Miss Kai, Miss Dakota Kai, Dakota Kai, man. And then uh, your girl Chelsea Green, <laughs> looking like she went through Peyton Royce, looking like she hijacked Peyton Royce whole old outfits. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she got chuckled like pretty quick. I'm looking at the side where uh, she got thrown out by Alexa Bliss in like 12 seconds apparently. Oh really? Was that fast? Yeah, Ooh, yeah, 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 look at that. Yeah, yeah No, get out of here. <laughs> Back to Robert Stone, man. And then we had a, uh, then we had the heavy favorite in Charlotte come out. The at, queen. The queen at number 17 followed by the returning Naomi at number 18 which yeah, she, she got a big pop. It was really cool because not only did she get a big pop she also got like a mini entrance because, because they lowered the lights too. Mm. Uh, that no normally doesn't happen in the rumble where mm-hmm. uh they don't really give you the individual like your individual entrance as you go get into the rumble so i thought that was really cool and kind of got her over where they dimmed the lights so she was able to do her whole entrance yeah, and, yeah. so you know that was, that was her first time being back and god knows how long yeah like, she's been, been a while, missing yeah. for a minute for i don't even know why yeah yeah but hey man it, it's real good to have naomi back yeah uh, then afterwards we had uh Beth Phoenix come Amazon herself. Yeah, so she was uh one of the surprise entries as well because obviously we know her as her broadcast. She's uh of course doing broadcast with the NXT brand, but she came back. Uh a little bit more on her throughout the match where I don't know the exact point, but she was uh going with Bel Air in one of the corner spots. Oh man, yeah. yeah so yeah. uh I seen it. I watched it. Uh-huh. So uh, they were they were on top of like they were kind of sitting on the second rope, and then like Bel Air Bel Air hit her in the chest mm-hmm. with a forearm, and then you know uh, she sold it mm-hmm. and she threw her head back and she hit her head on you know like those metal things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the ring post, but like those new metal things that they put around the ring post. Yeah. I guess she hit her head so hard she started bleeding. So like when we were watching it, we seen the ref go up and tell them to get down. Yeah. But I don't think he was telling them to get down. I think he was telling her that she was bleeding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh you know like the match was going on and we just look in the back of her head. It was like, hey when did she Dye her well, hair. Dye her hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know she had no like red in her hair. Lo and behold, it was blood yeah. in the back of her head. Like yeah. she blonde, and it was just all red. And we were like, "Whoa!" Because I, I, I was telling you when we were watching it live, I was like, "I don't think I think 
she was blonde when she came out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember any dyed hair. And then, yeah, later on when we kind of caught it, we saw that, yeah, it was definitely a, a gush of like, bro, blood. shout yeah. out to Beth Phoenix. She was in there for 20 minutes. <laughs> she was bleeding, bleeding. Like, yeah, come yeah, on, yeah. man. Yeah, she was there for 2305. 2305. So, yeah. Shout out to Beth Phoenix. Man, yeah. For sure. And then uh, it would only make sense later, but we'll get to that. <laughs> and yeah, then we had, from looking at it, it seems like uh, Tony Storm was the only NXT UK brand representative of the night. Mm. And yes, yeah, as we mentioned earlier, she looked like a hybrid of uh, Alexa Bliss and, and uh, Natty. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Tony Storm, man. Shout out to anybody whose name is still Storm. Yeah, like, yeah. That's such a dope last name. It's, you know, Nikki, Nikki Cross used to be Nikki Storm. Oh, that's right. Yep. She was at that, uh, she was at King of Indies weekend too. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. That's where I first seen her. That's where I first and she's <laughs> she used to come out to um it was either a Backstreet Boys or an NSYNC <laughs> song. And then she used to say that she was like the greatest in like either the universe or the galaxy. Oh, wow. Super charismatic, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just waiting for like them to really give her a chance to show how charismatic she is because she's ridiculously good. But yeah, man, uh, Rav, Tony Storm, we get the returning Kelly Kelly. Yeah, she was also in, in the, all of them, right? Yeah. I, I don't think she was in last year, but she was there on the first one for sure. For sure, yeah. No, they had hella callbacks in the first one, but this one, I mean, I guess I was happy to see Kelly Kelly yeah, she got a good pop. Yeah, she got a good pop. She came in there, gave somebody the stink face. Mm-hmm. Um, and after Kelly Kelly, or uh, so what Kelly Kelly was thrown out by Charlotte Flair in like two and a half minutes, mm-hmm. we get um. So that right now we're at twenty one. We get Sarah Logan at twenty two, mm-hmm. who was thrown out pretty quickly. Yeah, by Charlotte Flair, who she's still beefing with. Oh yeah, yeah. They were definitely still building off that, and uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But I. I kind of dig it because obviously Logan isn't at the same statue as uh, Flair yet, but hopefully this does kind of give her some more credibility. I hope so because yeah. Logan can go. Mm-hmm. Like she's really good between the ropes. Yeah. Um, right after Logan, we get we get Natty Nightheart herself, Natalia. Um, it's always good to just see Natty doing anything. It like, is, and I think we had mentioned before where they already kind of gave her her thank you run. But mm-hmm. I'm glad that she's still around to still keep uh, building up people like the next entry in Zia Lee. Oh, definitely. Because I feel that I'm pretty sure she's trained with her in the PC. Mm. And eventually, if uh, Zaya gets pushed up to Raw or SmackDown, I can definitely still, her, still see her doing a program with her in the future just to still build off that experience. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Natalia just for being like a solid wrestler, solid performer. And, you know, she getting total divas checks, so mm-hmm. she ain't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Um. Then then we get our girl next at 24, Zia Lee. Mm-hmm. Came in kicking everybody. Yep. It's going to leave that there. Can't go into the joke. <laughs> not, not, not yet. Nah, not at all, bro. Uh, Zaya leaves in there doing her thing. I love seeing you know. Uh, after even after this, uh, I really like seeing the twenty five entrant who was Zelina Vega. Mm. I like seeing her wrestle because I think we get caught up with how good she is as um, Andrade's manager. Yeah, 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 and forget that she's actually really good between the ropes yeah, too. Yeah. So like seeing her get a chance to wrestle is always really fun. Yeah. Um, so Zelina Vega is really dope. Uh, 
Then at 26, we get uh, in her first Rumble and probably what her first like pay per view. Yeah, yeah. Shotzi Blackheart, uh, a Bay Area native herself. I got another callback to what we just said about Mia Yim with just yeah, seeing her uh, all these uh, local independent shows and now her getting an opportunity at the main main roster it was pretty crazy man yeah man it seems like everything's like coming pretty fast for her too like she mm-hmm. just kind of barely hit nxt and then um you know she came out in the royal rumble that was really dope it was oh look at you getting your shot man yeah um and then that's number 26 number 27 we get carmella who i'm sorry carmella i actually forgot about her <laughs> going into the royal rumble and yeah. i was sitting there like oh man who's left and you know like she came out and was like oh okay yeah f-a-b-o-l-o-u-s <laughs> And then, oh, bruh, the uh, the little kid that was in front of oh, us. Oh, right, right. And he right. knew everybody's theme song word <laughs> for word, like verbatim. And this dude was no older than maybe like, I'll give him 10 at the most, but he was probably like seven. Yeah, I think little so too. Little dude. And he knew all the songs. He knew everybody poses. And it was like great. Yeah. Man. He, he uh, on some of the ones that like, he really loved, like later on when the New Day came out, he was like just doing all the poses. He was doing all the poses, yeah, man. Yeah. He's ready to throw pancakes at people. <laughs> Shout out to that little kid sitting in front of us. He he was he was a sight to see. It was real good. Yeah. After um, after Mela's money, we get Lady one Kane. of our favorites, <laughs> the Welsh. Ah, for the longest I thought she was Australian or uh-huh. like from New Zealand, but no, she's Welsh. Uh-huh. Tegan Knox, Lady Kane in the house. She choke slammed somebody too. Yeah, she did. <laughs> that was great, man. I like Tegan Knox. She's she's good. I just fear for her sometimes, like in her knees, but it looks like she's doing well. And uh she's gonna have a, a nice bright future, I think. Mm-hmm. Tegan Knox is dope. Shout out to Tegan Knox. And then uh we get an unexpected return <laughs> in uh Santina Morella. Yes. So I've definitely seen mixed feelings about this on uh, on Twitter and Instagram, but I will say at least it was pretty quick where it was definitely just a spot just to kind of have like a bit of uh, it was a quick comedy spot. Yeah, exactly. So at least there wasn't any harm where uh, she <laughs> she eliminated anybody and just kind of made a joke about it. So obviously people are going to have mixed feelings about it, but I overall I think it was uh kind of how we, we had mentioned before where the men's Royal Rumble has been paced at a different um, it feel, it feels like the, the men's Royal Rumble is paced to be more modernized mm. and then how we mentioned like the women's Royal Rumble feels more like an old school Royal it was, Rumble. It was like a classic Rumble. Mm-hmm. Uh. I think it was kind of interesting because uh, how you had mentioned where it seemed like they were trying to advertise it where it was 10 from each brand. I definitely know that for sure if EO was ready to go and she wasn't injured, she would have had either one of those spots, you know? Oh, yeah. Maybe, like, I think, I, honestly, you know what I think? I think Kelly Kelly and Santina were for uh, EO Shirai and um, Sasha Banks. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, like, they're both hurt right now. So, like, they, you know, they made some calls and just pulled some strings or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think Molly Holly was still going to be in it. I think so, too. Yeah. But maybe Kelly Kelly and Santina. Santina, for sure, mm-hmm. is like took somebody's spot. So, like, I'm I'm with it. Yeah. And then, you know, and then number 30, lucky number 30 that really don't ever win. But <laughs> <laughs> the, the the queen of spades, Shayna, Shayna two-time? Shayna two-time. Shayna yeah. two-time. Shayna yeah. Baszler came in cleaning house. Yes. In, what, four minutes? She she cleaned house. She literally. So now that I'm looking at this, 
She literally tied Bianca Belair that was in there for uh, 33-20. And she did what Bianca did in a half hour in under five minutes and tied her with the most eliminations. Mm -hmm. So definitely Belair was the... uh, The Iron Woman. Iron Woman of the Rumble. But Belair probably... Or I should say uh, Baszler kind of uh, equalized her in as far as eliminations. That's crazy because you get like 16 eliminations between two people. Mm Mm-hmm. So that was pretty pretty hardcore. Yeah, and then um, we get Charlotte Flair as the winner. She what? It was her baser at the end. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, it was your favorite spot where. Uh... Oh <laughs> man! So they had they had what Charlotte was um doing. It wasn't even like yeah, it was like she was doing like you know like when you skin the cat. Mm-hmm. When you get thrown over and she tried to like come back up and she put her legs around like Baszler and Baszler wasn't having it. She threw her legs away, walked away. Walk back over there and she did the exact same thing and throws her out. Yeah. But I guess this time one leg was underneath her arm. But I know I'm supposed to kayfabe it and just believe that she got the upper hand right there. But in a half K moment in my mind, I'm mm. like, why would you why would you fall for that? Yeah, yeah. You already fought it off once. Like, nope, not getting me. Yeah. <laughs> You should have just waited. Yeah. Just like kicked her hand, like bit her finger or something. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, shout out to Charlotte for winning that. Um, I'm not mad at that at all. I think uh I think if anybody is gonna win the Royal Rumble eventually, it was gonna be Charlotte Flair. Like she's just gonna do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna give Charlotte Flair all the accolades in the world because I mean, she's she's a great athlete. She's got a great persona going. Like at first she was like almost kind of mimicking Ric Flair. But now she's grown into her own kind of like like Ric Flair was like a, a billionaire playboy philanthropist without the billions and the philanthropy. <laughs> Charlotte Flair is like ring royalty. Yeah. yeah. So like I, I really enjoy what she's doing with her character and like the way that she carries herself in the ring. So, yeah. Shout out to Charlotte Flair for doing her thing. Yeah. And um, yeah, eventually, depending on how long. All the original WWE four horsewomen horsewomen's careers go. At least you now have half of them who have won a, a women's Royal Rumble. So it's really up to Bailey and Sasha to see if they'll kind of complete that. You know, I see Bailey and Sasha being Money in a Bank winners to their Royal Rumble winners uh, for like a good couple of years. Yeah, I, I can see Sasha. Ba- I I. I'll put it out there right now and say that Sasha Banks might win the women's Royal Rumble, women's uh, Money in the Bank this year. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna call that right now. Yeah, and, I, and you know I'm not even a Sasha Banks fan. But yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it. And I'm gonna stand by it. Yeah, that's a pretty good prediction. Yeah, I'm calling that one. Nice. Uh yeah, like how you said, I I think this. I know they're still very early on, but out of the three women's Royal Rumbles, this is definitely the best one so far. And yeah. and definitely, I think it was really well paced where everyone was very invested in it. And yeah, they I think they picked, the you know, picked a good winner and they really gave a lot of people their time to shine throughout this. Rumble. Yeah. And like, you know, the cast or like the superstars that they picked to be in it, like I thought was really good. Yeah. They had a nice mix of uh, NXT people mm-hmm. who were kind of like having their first pay-per-view experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, they didn't bombard it with callbacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you re- they really used what they had and I I appreciated that in the booking of the Women's Royal Rumble. Yeah. 
for so sure. Really shout out to whoever was behind putting that together. I thought it came out really well. Like it, 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 it was booked genderless almost because mm-hmm. it. You look at it and you're like, you know what? That I really feel like I just watched a Royal Rumble. Exactly. Like, I, I wouldn't even like grade it as like being, oh man, that was really good for a women's Royal Rumble. It's no, like, no, no, that was just good for a Royal Rumble match. Yeah. yeah like yeah. I like where. I like where the Fed is going with the way that they're booking the women. Like mm-hmm. they don't treat them just like objects no more. And yeah, it's yeah. about time that that they get like the 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 spotlight that they deserve. Yeah. Totally agree. Cool. So now we go to the main event of the Royal Rumble, which is the Royal Rumble. <laughs> what Surprise. are the surprise? Uh so obviously this one is a bit different. And this is what I meant that the men's Royal Rumble over the last decade has been more of the experimental where like they're trying to modernize this one with different uh, a different format than the traditional Royal Rumble from the 90s and early 2000s, where this one they kind of threw a spin at us and had the current WWE champion or yeah, WWE champion Brock Lesnar start the match at number one. Wouldn't it just been easier to beat up one dude at WrestleMania? Then to, yeah, yeah, yeah. then to try to throw out 29 dudes in a match. Yeah. Come on, Heyman. Yeah. But I'm either mad. but either way, as we're about to break it down, I think it was uh, actually done really well where. Uh, so obviously, yeah, Brock Lesnar is number one. So there was a lot of speculation on who number two was going to be. If it was going to be our boy, Cain Velasquez, <laughs> if it was going to be Tyson Fury or someone else uh, returning who ends up returning uh but it wasn't any of those men it was i believe number one from last year elias oh nice yeah it was just elias yeah <laughs> he got thrown out in a minute yeah <laughs> came out he, his little song and everything was I way know. longer than what he did yeah it was <laughs> uh so we'll kind of power through here where uh We're gonna, let, let, let's do it like this we'll power through these and just let you know how quickly they got thrown out. Okay. So, by Brock Lesnar. All right. So Eric Rowan comes in comes in at number three and literally lasts eight seconds. Yes. Go on. <laughs> then we have uh, Robert Roode from his attack from earlier tonight. Uh, also did not last long at 41 seconds. Go on. Then we thought this guy was going to have a longer run because he literally just came back less than a month ago, probably mm-hmm. in uh, Johnny Mundo with John Morrison. <laughs> But uh, he also only lasted nine seconds. Going, and then we had the former WWE champion who uh, Lesnar beat. Who I don't know. I think maybe that match was shorter than his run in this Rumble. Oh, and he beat him under a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so we get Kofi Kingston at number six, and yeah, he lasts a little bit longer because yeah, he got some help by Rey Mysterio, who came out, and then Big E came out, and mm-hmm. they all tried to make a difference. Oh man, and then, <laughs> they tried to do like the Hardy Boy thing on oh, Brock Lesnar yeah, yeah. when he was in the corner. Yeah, but then this fool Rey Mysterio jumps off Big E's back, gets thrown out of the ring. Brock Lesnar jumps off Big E's back and clotheslines Kofi Kingston. Yeah, throws that fool out. Well, who got in Linda? It goes Rey Mysterio. He gets thrown out, or uh, Kingston is. What is this? What is this? Kingston gets thrown out. Rey Mysterio gets thrown out. Big E gets thrown out, mm-hmm. and then we get Cesaro in there. Throwing out in 18 seconds. Yeah. Oh, and then we get Shelton Benjamin out there who uh, went to college with Brock Lesnar. I think they dormed together. You know, he comes out. He gives uh, Heyman a hug. Mm-hmm. Goes in the ring. They, Him and Lesnar act like they're going to team up. They give each other a hug. They talk it out. 
probably the nicest I've ever seen Brock Lesnar. <laughs> uh, and then he throws him out 37 seconds. Yeah. And then we get uh, Mr. Nakamura, who actually had a little bit of bad blood with uh, Brock Lesnar in Japan because mm, yeah. he was like super disrespectful being Gaijin and all that stuff. He throws him out 20 seconds. <laughs> For the IC champion. Throws <laughs> <laughs> the IC champion like 20 seconds. So then uh, we get a return. Very unexpected return. Mr. I'm coming himself. Uh, Check out season two if you haven't already. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Shameless plug. I love it. But, uh, we get Montel Vontavious Porter, whom I don't know what he thought he was going to do against Brock Lesnar, but he had a nice Wakanda-inspired outfit. It was pretty slick. It was nice, nice outfit, nice gear. He gets thrown out 24 seconds. Yeah. Uh, and then we get uh, Mr. Glory himself. We get uh, Mr. Yim. Mr. <laughs> uh, Keith Lee basking in all kind of glory. I will you can see Brock Lesnar mouthing, who is this big fella? Yeah, yeah. Uh, with that, too, I believe that was probably, up to that point anyway, the biggest pop for these entries. Definitely. Because, yeah, everyone was like, well, he just rode the wave of momentum from Survivor Series mm -hmm. and then just got the uh, North American title. Mm -hmm. So he has a lot of momentum on his hand that, you know, seeing this face-to-face -face going up against Lesnar, like, the crowd is super invested at this mm -hmm. point. So they, they, you know, they go and slap meat around, and then we get Braun Strowman in there. So then it's like, uh-oh, we got a bunch of big boys in here. What's gonna happen? Yeah. And they get thrown out by Brock Lesnar. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get uh, Young Ricochet. <laughs> young Ricochet in there who, uh, you know, he's in there doing his thing for a little bit, not getting thrown out by Brock Lesnar. And then we get uh, another big meaty person, Mr. McIntyre. Yeah. OG. Used to be there before NXT. Yes. Left because he's 3MB. Came back NXT champion. Did his thing. Did some stuff. And then what happens? That fool eliminates Brock Lesnar. Well, a little bit of backstory to that. So I do love the storytelling that they did here because Lesnar was beefing with Ricochet on mm -hmm. Raw. Where uh he, Oh yeah, he, uh he kicked him in the nuts. <laughs> so he kicked Ricochet in the nuts. And then so normally WWE doesn't do this consistency thing, but they did it really well here where of course, uh, you have Lesnar and McIntyre who are going face to face. And out of nowhere, this fool Ricochet gives him his receipt and gives him a low blow himself. Mm -hmm. You could just hear the bell right there. Bing, <laughs> right when he hit him. And then what? He just so happens to be standing next to the ropes. Yeah. Claymore. Yeah. So I really like that booking because it kind of put all three guys over. It did. Yeah. yeah it yeah. did. It showed that Ricochet wasn't a punk. Mm hmm. Um, it showed that uh, it takes more than one person to eliminate Brock Lesnar, mm -hmm. especially with with a with a low blow, because you know no man is. There are two things that are undefeated in life: <laughs> father time and nut shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so after that, then you know he got that claymore, he got him out of there, and of course. Drew McIntyre gets the ultimate of rubs there mm -hmm. because he's the one who dethroned the guy who threw out 13 people. Tying the record now. <laughs> yes, tying the record for, with Mr. Reigns. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Reigns. So then after once that, by the time number 16, Drew McIntyre comes in and eliminates Brock Lesnar, then the match starts. <laughs> yeah. And at this point, too, we were still kind of wondering if. Lesnar was going to like cost him anything because he kept his eyes on mm -hmm. Lesnar until he finally left the arena. So I think that was really good storytelling and made Drew look even smarter because a lot of people always just like 
proceed to go about their business and turn their back on whoever they're beefing with. But uh, McIntyre kept his eye on Lesnar the whole time. Uh, I think he, yeah, he uh, eliminated the Miz, who came in at number 17, mm-hmm. and still kept his eyes on... Uh, on Brock Lesnar, who was just kind of like hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then we finally seen him leave to the crowd. Yeah. So then it was like, oh, man, you're just going to take that L. Good yeah. job, man. So then uh, we get we get Mr. Styles yeah, after the Miz. I, and kind of what we mentioned before, we really like that he debuted at the Rumble because we can always track him. Yep. So what was that, what was that 2016? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is his... Uh, Fourth year with the company. Mm-hmm. He was doing his thing. And then we get uh, Mr. Ziggler in there. Then we get Machine Gun. Uh, um, sorry, Carl Anderson. <laughs> uh, hot Asian wife himself. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we get some good uh, Royal Rumble stuff going on. You know, stuff happening, stuff happening. And then we hear some music. And then we hear intro. And it's got, like, some words that we recognize. You, you think, think you know, know me? me. <laughs> and then dun, 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 dun. And it's like the crowd died. Somebody in there had a heart attack, I bet. Oh, dude. Like, I what we were just saying about uh the Mercedes Benz that uh we that venue is technically bigger, but I think that was probably the loudest pop I've ever heard at any live event ever. No, for sure me. Like I've never been in a pop that electric yeah and explosive like that man came out he had a full ass entrance too he, yeah. he had the mist and the smoke and he came out and his face was just so emotional looking and then he like did his pose and they had the fireworks and everything yeah, yeah. and it's like oh my god this is the greatest moment i've ever seen he looked great he looks great mm-hmm. man he came out he did his thing and started delivering spears yeah Spears, spear after spear. TV crew didn't even know what to do with themselves. They was missing spears, it, showing the crowd. <laughs> it was, it, it's become a meme so quickly. And but for us, we didn't find out about it until we got home because obviously we're watching it live, mm-hmm. so that we're actually seeing these spears in real time. But uh, kind of what we mentioned with Naomi in uh, the women's Royal Rumble, where I think Edge is the only person to have gotten his full entrance as uh, as a Royal Rumble entrance. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what gave it the extra cherry on top during his entrance that it really felt super emotional and special and it felt like a big deal that he came back yeah, yeah. because it was you yeah, know yeah, man? yeah. That's, that's that's actually really cool man like i just didn't see it coming you know like i purposely tried to stay off the internet i seen something like the day of that was like potential spoilers for the rumble i was like you know what i'm not looking at that yeah yeah, yeah. not looking at none of that i stayed off my phone like the whole time so like when that happened it happened and it was like genuine like yeah. whoa this is the craziest thing ever oh you know what they might set that up too yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so then after that we get my guy king corbin <laughs> yeah coming back for double duty <laughs> coming back for double duty doing his thing and in the uh, number 23 we get Bro, <laughs> who uh, you know, apparently he had some heat on him going into that. I, I I was reading that before we started recording today, and yeah, that kind of explains why he only lasted forty one seconds. Yeah, he just like did like seven kicks and gets thrown out by Mister Corbin, who mocked him after that. Too. It was like <laughs> did his little pose, which was really dope. After Matt Riddle, we get Mister Gallows, mm-hmm. who and then uh, so when Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows came out, I forgot that they had a new so it was like what is this oh yeah, yeah. it was super loud it was like concert they came out they did their thing and then we get um we get randy orton we get a little rated rko reunion that was pretty cool which was pretty dope and then uh after randy orton we get the big dog 
Roman Reigns. And he came out to a, you know, the mixed crowd mm-hmm. reactions. He's like new John Cena for sure. Yeah. I think the the other part I forgot is when Luke Ellis came out, I think by that point, AJ Styles had been eliminated because apparently he got injured. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, I read about that too. When he took that spear from Edge, mm-hmm. he oversold it and like landed on his shoulder wrong, I guess. Yeah. What the extent of the injury is, I'm not sure, but... I mean, you know, hopefully a speedy recovery for Mr. Styles. Yeah, because I think they were trying to do some spots with all three uh, club members, I should say. Mm, oh, the OC. The OC. But uh, yeah, by that point, when Gallus came out, I think Styles had already been eliminated because they just didn't want to aggravate the injury mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah, man, you only get so many years of top Styles, man. Yeah. And then uh, so following Roman Reigns, we had Lucky 27. Which hasn't really been that lucky over the last few years. So someone hopefully next year actually wins at number twenty seven again to keep that you know, streak. They, they um they didn't do the, the Royal Rumble stats this year either. They did it, but they did it on YouTube. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, check that out. Yeah. But yeah, so we get uh Mr. KO himself. Mm-hmm. And earlier in the night they did show a promo package between him and uh Samoa Joe. Samoa and Joseph. Joseph and uh they're Kind of buddy buddy, but they're also just like every man for themselves. Yeah, man, we're buddies, but if I see you, I'm gonna throw you out. Yeah. Ha ha, I'm gonna throw you out too. But yeah, yeah, but we're still buddies though. Yeah. Uh, so after that, then we get Mister uh, Mister Vega. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see, this mix mass challenge just writes itself after a while. Mister Alister Black, Alister Black himself mm-hmm. coming there doing stuff, cool stuff. And then uh, speaking of Joseph, we get uh, Samoa Joe right after Alister Black at number twenty nine. Hmm. And then number 30, we get the Messiah himself, the Monday Night Messiah, Seth Rollins. At number 30, the coveted number 30 spot. The coveted number 30 that has won what once? Yeah, I think it was just Taker and Yeah, of course. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So then uh so like we get some eliminations. We get uh Seth Rollins and his goons eliminated Kevin Owens, mm-hmm. Alistair Black. Samoa, basically everybody they beefing with. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I believe the final four were uh, Rollins, Orton, Edge, and Roman Reigns. So yes. it was a good mix where out of all those men, I believe uh, Drew McIntyre was the only one who hasn't won a Royal Rumble yet. Correct. So at that point, then we had, uh, I believe it was... It was yeah, it was actually Seth Rollins that was eliminated from them. So then, then we had the true final four. We, mm-hmm. we had McIntyre, Orton, Edge, and Roman Reigns. And yeah, so I think they really did a good job here because afterwards we kind of had a kind of like a mirror spot where earlier in the night we had Beth versus uh, Beth and Natty teaming up, and then uh, Natty got thrown out by Beth. So then. Edge kind of did the same thing with Orton, where he kind of gained his trust for a bit, and then Orton uh, Orton was about to throw him out, yeah, and yeah. then you know Edge was like, "Nah, bro," and he threw that fool out. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, then we uh, had it between Edge, Reigns, and McIntyre, and yeah, it was interesting booking because obviously we had all heard the rumors that it was going to be Reigns winning the whole thing, mm-hmm. but then uh, we knew that. If Reigns had anything to do with Edge, that he was gonna instantly get booed, and yeah, Reigns ends up uh, eliminating Edge. But I think it was, I think it was done really well. It was smart. It yeah, was, it yeah, was yeah. smart to do that. Yeah, because then you get more heat 
and you make people really buy into the fact that Roman Reigns is about to win this thing because mm-hmm. everybody's looking like, of course, Drew McIntyre is not going to win this against Roman Reigns. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, gross. Roman Reigns is about to win. Nah. But McIntyre throws that fool out. Yeah. So, yeah, he, uh, I believe he claymored him and then just picked him up and chucked him chucked out. Chucked that fool out. And yeah, we get uh, Drew McIntyre with his first Royal Rumble victory. You know what was crazy about that that I was reading about? Mm-hmm. It came down to it. It was going to be either him or Aleister Black. Ah, yeah. Interesting. It was going to be him or Aleister Black. But then they decided to go with McIntyre because they believed that he would be a more credible threat to Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. It was either going to be. Yeah, because what? The, yeah, they wanted to do that. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like they're really. And then also they they were spending more time uh, like developing McIntyre mm-hmm. versus uh black so they, they decided to go that way so i wouldn't be surprised if alistair black wins money in the bank that too yeah i so can i, I can the, definitely the, see that actually you know what those because i personally i didn't think i wanted mcintyre to win the world rumble but i thought they were going to wait until money in the bank with him mm-hmm. so i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna call it preliminarily now i'm gonna go alistair black and sasha banks for money in the bank that's uh those are really good picks and yeah based on the momentum for both of them i I think it makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, the Royal Rumble was very, it, it was very scripted the way that it was executed, but it delivered to a T. Yeah. Like, everything worked out well. Like, all the dudes thrown out by Brock Lesnar were dudes that were not going in anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm looking at the list now. Like the only one of those that I quite possibly would have thought would have won the Royal Rumble was none of them. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like Braun Strowman, Keith Lee, MVP, Nakamura, Shelton Benjamin, Cesaro, Big E, Mysterio, Kofi Kingston, John Morrison, Robert Roode, Eric Rowan, and Elias for sure were not winning the Royal Rumble. Bro. I, I could have seen Lee somehow eliminating Lesnar, but not winning. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could have seen Lee eliminating Lesnar or possibly being Final Four. Mm hmm. But not winning it. Yeah. Like, no, like everybody who got, like, if anybody's mad about like Lesnar throwing all these people out, like, look at who he's throwing out. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like nobody was going to win it. Like, he yeah. didn't throw out like, you know, AJ Styles or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he didn't stay long enough to throw out an edge. That would have like killed everybody in the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. But no, dude, the Royal Rumble was great. That's probably one of the, um, one of the better booked Royal Rumble matches in a while. Like, a lot of times the Royal Rumble is just like this fun, match to watch because you want to see like what guests are going to come out yeah, and like yeah. what Kofi's going to do to stay in and maybe you thought like Morrison and Kofi were going to have like a who could survive better challenge or something like that it was like no y'all getting thrown out yeah yeah. but it, it was it was booked very well and I'm actually really happy with with the way that it turned out and not even just saying that because we were there because mm-hmm. like actually while we were there it's kind of boring watching Brock Lesnar throw everybody out mm-hmm. but just the Royal Rumble match was actually a really good really good show yeah i totally agree and kind of going back to that factor where i felt like the men's royal rumble was trying and yeah like they were trying to be more experimental on how mm-hmm. they booked it because the women's royal rumble definitely felt more old school but it it was also a really good rumble but the way that they experimented with this whole uh lesnar as champion starting it off it i think it definitely paid off and it made the rumble feel really fresh and then the later the second half of the rumble felt even more fresh because you had all um these amazing returns and just kind of giving these guys a lot of the spotlight to mm-hmm. to make their mark cool man so 
yeah, that will do it for the overall recap and kind of how we mentioned uh, this episode was probably split in half where the first half was more of our experience and then the second half was actually covering the pay-per-view itself. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, if, if there's any other shows that you would like us to do a bonus segment on, we are primarily a retro NXT podcast, but once in a while we'll do these uh, bonus ones, especially if it's any live events that we attend that we kind of get want to give you our first hand experience in but if there's any other retro pay-per-views that you really want to see us covered definitely shoot us and shoot us an email and uh yeah we'll definitely be back for nobody emails us bro oh they'll holler at us on social media yeah (laughs) either one whatever you prefer (laughs) you call us if you can find our number but i ain't giving it to you (laughs) yeah uh cool so yeah that will do it for us and at the same time season three is on its way so definitely look out for the uh the post on that and i think my only shout out for this episode is yeah we have our show if you are in the bay area that we will actually be doing art of the bay uh, (laughs) which is a uh art expo where we will have up and coming merging artists we'll have some live music We'll have a food court. We'll have just a bunch of things that you can do with your family-friendly event. So definitely come check us out on June 13th this summer. If you are in the Bay Area, we'll be holding it in the East Bay in Hayward. So definitely go check it out. And I will put the links in the description below. Did you uh, have any plugs? Nah, man. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll leave an awkward soundbite there. <laughs> but yeah, that will do it for us, and we will check you out next time. You already know what it is: just facts, nut sacks, I bust caps, and must rats. We out. <laughs>